You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's Christmas time. We've got two weeks, right? And uh, it's just that time of year, and you always know when Christmas is coming because what do you always hear? You, you hear people complaining about Christmas music. That's right. You hear people complaining about, you know, we, we started playing it too early or whatever, and you hear that. You hear, you hear people talk about that, and then you begin to see, what do you begin to see everywhere? People complaining about the decorations at Hobby Lobby being out too early. That's right. Um, that's what you begin to hear, and then you know that Christmas is upon us, that Christmas is coming. And, you know, we, we do, we fight about these things, right? We, we argue about them, and we have these things these like rigid schedules of when you can and can't I do I do I'm, I'm talking to myself right now okay of when you can and can't listen to Christmas music okay there's some people that you know are, are kind of crazy and they they start listening to it before Thanksgiving there's some people that are really crazy and start listening to about July for some reason um and you know we argue about that or when it's time when it is it okay to put up the tree or you know white lights or colored lights you know what, what is it and we all have these, these little things that we can argue about, or, or like eggnog, you know? Ugh, okay, but some people love eggnog. I don't know who these people are. Yeah, yeah, there's people. Look, I don't know what eggnog is. I don't know what's in it. I, I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've tasted it. It's not for me. I don't, I don't need to know. Nobody come tell me what's in it. I don't, I don't care, okay? Um, I, don't, I don't need to know. There's, there's those things we argue about, you know, around Christmas. Uh, or what is and isn't a Christmas movie, you know? Uh, you know, some people argue about it. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I don't know. I've never seen Die Hard. I know. I, 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 uh, that's, that's crazy. I haven't seen it. I have no idea if it's a Christmas movie or not. I'm trusting all of you guys that are arguing about it, okay? Um, and then there's this movie called A Christmas Story. Have you ever seen A Christmas Story? Yeah, I feel like, there's, I feel like you're either in the absolutely adore the movie A Christmas Story camp or you can't get it at all. Like, it, it makes no sense to you whatsoever. It's like, you know, it's just the most boring thing that you've ever seen. And if I were to say that I was in that camp, I would make a lot of people angry today. Okay, so I'm not going to admit that today, okay? But I make a lot of people angry because it's not their favorite Christmas movie. But the thing is we can, we can uh, you know, make an argument out of just about everything, right? We can see black and white everywhere, and we can draw lines and make enemies and have fights about stuff that doesn't even matter in the long, in the long run, right? Yep. Don't we do that? Yep. We do that all the time. And not just about Christmas, when we really look at the big picture of things, most of the things we argue about, most of the things we get mad at each other about, most of the things we, we write other people off about don't matter in the long run, right? Because if you look at it from an eternal perspective, right, from a big picture perspective, it doesn't matter because, listen, there is, there is real darkness. There is a real enemy out there, okay? There's a, tr there's a real enemy, Um and, uh, and if we aren't looking on that, what are, what are we looking, what, who are we fighting if we aren't fighting the true enemy? And, and uh, John Tyson, he's a pastor in New York City, I heard him say this recently. He said, if you have a Satanless gospel, you'll turn other people into Satan. If you don't have demons in your theology, you'll demonize other people. And isn't that what we do? We demonize other people and we turn other people into the enemy. And they're not. They're not the enemy. You know, we, we read in Ephesians that, uh, that we, don't, we don't fight against, fl against flesh and blood, right? That's, that's not who we fight against. There's real darkness. And look, 
here's the thing. It's like I think when you start talking about Satan and demons and stuff like that, you either go in, again, you, we go into two opposite directions with it. There's some people that just, just think, okay, that's, that's a nice little story, a nice little, little thing that some people believe. That's a, a nice thing to talk about every now and then. But, like, let's not focus on it too much, right? And then there's some people that are like, whoa, whoa, it's, he's everywhere. You know, around every corner, every bat. I, I stubbed my toe today. Satan, you know, why'd you do that, you know? Yeah, we blame everything on him, you know? And so it, it, seems like, it seems like there has to be a healthy place to be in the middle. You know, I, I, uh, if you're seeing a tightrope walker, you know, a tightrope walker, you hear people always say, like, if you're going to walk a tightrope, what's the number one rule? Don't look down, right? Don't look down because that's not, that's not important, right? What's down there isn't important. And uh, so that same thing, it, it's like, you know, we can't just focus on the danger. We can't just focus on that because we know we're in the hands of a loving God. We know that we know that God's got us. But at the same time, if you're walking on a tightrope, you don't just stroll down the tightrope like you would just, you know, strolling through Target or something, right? Right? You you would you would you would walk differently. And that's thing is I think we need to have a healthy uh, understanding of what that darkness is. And it's not around every corner waiting to jump on us. Yeah, but it's not just something that's, that we shouldn't think about and shouldn't, uh, you know, be a part of our theology and part about how we think about God. Uh, so the darkness is real. And uh, what that darkness is, is it is Satan. It's, it's, he is an evil, uh, rebellious being that is a- against God and against the goodness of God's creation. He's against the awesome plan that God has, has for us. And mankind, we, we back at Adam, joined sides with the rebel you know we, we turned ourselves over and and joined listen to him right that's what we did is we became part of that and we became part of that rebellion and so sin entered in to our lives and into our world and so um that and that's a core part of christianity that's a core part of what we believe and um i think to, to truly understand you said why are we sitting here talking about satan and, and all this dark stuff because i think in order to understand the light you have to understand the darkness, right? To truly appreciate the, what, what, what Jesus did, you have to understand what, what he's up against, right? And, and what sin did is it entered, it, it's not something that, that, was, that was part of the creation at the beginning. It was something that, that came in to it. We look around and say, why is the world so messed up? Why did God make the world like this? He didn't make the world like this. Our rebellion made it like this because we listened to the enemy because we listen to the adversary we have made the world a worse place and and the you know the way god made us is, is we, we hear it time and time and time again he we were made in his image so what does that tell you about who you and i should be is we should be reflections of god that's what he should made us to be is to be someone that's not part of the darkness but part of the light, right? That like like the like the moon in the in, in the sky. I love this analogy that it, that it reflects the sun in the darkest times, right? That's what we should be. It reflects that that light back to the earth, and the, that's what we should be. That's what we were made to be. But sin, and, and maybe you don't understand sin. Let's talk about that for a second. The word sin, uh, it it you know, there's the Old Testament, and the New Testament. So there's two different uh, words. There's a Greek word, and then there's a there's a Hebrew word in the Old Testament. That, that, that we translate today to sin. And the word that we most often translate to, from Hebrew is kata, or if you really want to say, you got to like hawk a loogie right there at the beginning of it. So it's like kata, 
right? It sounds like hata, I guess. Okay? <laughs> and then there's hamartia, which is the Greek word there for sin, and they both basically mean the same thing. Is they both mean to miss the mark. That's what they mean. It's to miss it. That's all, that's all it means. It means to miss the goal, miss the purpose, miss that destiny. So like, we're made in God's image to reflect his light. And what is sin? It's to miss that mark. You ever watch football? I've watched it a couple of times. I don't, I might mess myself up here doing a sports analogy. But you know, you watch that guy, the, the quarterback, I know his name's the quarterback, and he throws the ball. And you watch, it's a beautiful pass, right? It's beautiful. It's spiraling through the air. It's perfect. But then the receiver, it, it, it just barely overshoots him. What do you do? He missed the mark. Everything else was right, but he missed the mark, right? Just a little bit. And that's, that's what it is. Is, is, is it, sometimes it feels good to us, but it's still missing the mark. And, and that's what sin is. And um, John Piper said this, and, and I, I, I love this. this uh, I, I just Googled what is sin just a few weeks ago, and this is what popped up. And I was like, man, this is good. i got to read this. Uh, because I feel like it, it shows it's so much deeper than what we think it is. Uh, what is sin? It is the glory of God, not honored. The holiness of God, not reverence. The greatness of God, not admired. The power of God, not praised. The truth of God, not sought. The wisdom of God, not esteemed. The beauty of God, not treasured. The goodness of God, not savored. The faithfulness of God, not trusted. The commandments of God, not obeyed. The justice of God, not respected. The wrath of God not feared. The grace of God not cherished. The presence of God not prized. The person of God not loved. This is sin. That's, that's just a, it's just a, a, a wide, uh, you know, we, we think of like sin you know, like when I mess up a little bit, right? And, and man, that, that's, that's such a limited view of what sin is. And so we have a limited view of who Jesus is because of that, okay? Go with me here for a minute. Um, is sin just an action? Yeah, it's how we act. Sin is how we act. Uh, you know, it, it can be, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that too, right? It's a little bit deeper. Is it just an influence on us? Yeah, it's an influence on us, but it's a little bit deeper than that, right? It's, it's, a, it's a state of being. Is that, is that where it is? It's, it's a state of being. It's, 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 you've heard people say this, you know, it's a, it's a, we're born into sin. We live in sin. We walk in sin. We have a, a, a sin nature. And that's what it is, 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 is we have a sin nature. And so we are, we are prone to when be choosing between light and dark. We can't tell the difference. That's what that means, is that just part of being human is not being able to tell the difference. And that's why so, history is full of people who tried their best to do awesome things that went horribly wrong and ended up make, leaving the world a, bit, a worse place. Right? Because they try to do things in their own strength. They try to do things that they thought were good instead of following the true light. Instead of following the true light. And so we look around, we see how messed up the world is because people have been following their own internal decision of what's right, what's wrong. And this is the world that Jesus is born into. is a world desperately in need of light. So 1 John uh, chapter 1, this is what he says. Um, this is the message we've heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us 
from all sin. Just like we just sang about. It purifies us from all sin. Um, so walking in the dark doesn't look like walking in the light. You know that? Uh, the house we live in now, we've only lived there for two years. But the house we lived in before that, we lived in for like 10 years. And so by the end of the time, I, mean, I knew that place, you know, like the back of my hand. And I could walk through it at night and, you know, you know cut around the couch and all that. And perfect. Can't do that right yet in, in, that in our house right now, you know? I learned that last night. <laughs> I ran into, ran into the couch in the dark last night. Um, I, I did it the other day walking through here. I, was, I had the lights all off, and I was like, I'm, I can make it back. Turn, I thought the corner was like right here. It was, and I went right through that chair right there. You know, that's what happens when you walk through the dark, right? And same way, like, you know, sometimes I would, in, in our old house, I would feel like, you know, I got this down. I've got this, this, this floor plan figured out. But... I have children, and they leave things in the floor. And so I would be walking through there, and I know how to get there, and all of a sudden, stub my toe, all of a sudden trip, all of a sudden step on something that hurts more than it should, right? And why? Because I'm trying to rely on my own memory instead of just flipping on a light switch, right? And that's, that's the thing is, like, sometimes we think we've got this. We've got this figured out, and so we don't. We don't turn on the light in our life, right? And we just go, and that's the thing is we are bad judges sometimes of what is light and what is dark, what is following God and what is following ourselves. And we can admit that all day long, but we've got to do something about it. Uh, Luke, Luke chapter 11, Jesus says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also it's full of light. Now think about this. If you're, if you're blind, you might as well have the lights off, right? Right? Save on power. Um, but it would, that, that's right, that's what you would do because, because already you already can't see no matter what. But if your eyes are healthy and you can see, then the rest of your body can see, right? That's, that's what this is saying. But when your eyes are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. We can't tell the difference sometimes, right? We got to see. We got. We got to see to it. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. And that's the thing is, is again, we have trouble figuring out what's light, what's dark, right? Um, and sometimes we miss the mark because we're shooting at something that ain't it. You with me? Sometimes we build our lives and we structure our lives in a way in which we're chasing after the things that other people around us are chasing after instead of chasing after what God has told us to chase after. And so that's, that's, that's how we, we end up walking in the dark. And you wonder, you see people, that, you know, see people in, uh, in life and you wonder how they ended up, you know, there. Last night we were watching uh, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Greatest Christmas movie of all time, guys. I just want y'all to know. Such, such a good movie. Y'all check it out, okay, if you don't, if you haven't seen it. Today is actually the 30th anniversary of The Muppet Christmas Carol being released. Just wanted y'all to know that. Great movie. We were watching it. Michael Caine, Michael Caine, Ebenezer Scrooge, phenomenal performance, okay? And, uh, but, man, you look at somebody like Ebenezer Scrooge. I know he's a fictional character. I know, that, I know this. But, man, somebody is so just cold and heartless. And he's like, how does someone get there? How, or you look at real people in real life. You know, how you see people, you know, how did they get that far away? You know, how did they miss it that bad? How? Because they trusted in what they thought was good instead of trusting in what, what God told them to do, how God told us to live. 
And so often, you know, what we're, we're, we think that we're responsible for the outcomes. God's responsible for the outcome. We're responsible for following. And here's the thing is, is we, like I said, we miss the mark so many times because we're shooting for something that just ain't it. Our goals are not always his goals. What we call success is not what he always calls, what he calls success, right? What we sometimes call a win is, is the furthest thing from it in his eyes. The things that you and I would pray for, for ourselves, they aren't the things that he prays for. The way that we react when things go wrong are not the way that, that he would react when things go wrong. When we give up, that's just, just when Jesus is getting started, right? The way we talk and argue with each other, that, that's not the way he, he talks. And, and how we treat our enemies, the people that are the worst to us, how does Jesus treat his enemies? You know, the hill that we would die on is not the hill that he chooses to die on, right? And I think sometimes we're worried that if I follow Jesus, then what? If, if, I'm, if I'm less greedy, how am I ever going to make it, you know, in life? How, you know, that, maybe you wouldn't say it out loud like that, but, if, but you, that's what we think sometimes. Or if I'm more generous with what God's given me, who's going to take care of me? Right? We, 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 think, we don't think these things out loud. We wouldn't say that out loud, but we think it in the back of our head. If, if, if I befriend a less popular person, what if someone thinks I'm less popular? You know, if, if, I'm, if I befriend somebody um, who thinks different than me, what if everyone else thinks that I'm, I'm like they are, you know? Or, or, or if, if I'm more forgiving, what if people walk all over me? Or what if, if I'm more honest about my shortcomings, what if I had to say that I'm wrong sometimes? You know, these are, these are things that we, we won't say out loud, but the things that keep us from walking in the light, right? And again, I'm not responsible for the outcome. I'm responsible for following Jesus. And too often, we do things that we think are good because we say, oh, man, this is going to work out instead of trusting God and walking according to the pattern that Jesus laid out for us, right? In John chapter 1, uh, I think we read this last week, it, it said the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, there's also that, that word overcome right there. Again, it's Greek, okay, whatever that word comes from. I don't have it in my notes, so I can't, I can't read it. I'm definitely going to try to pronounce it right now, okay? But it, it, when it's translated, maybe, maybe you've read a, a different version of this, this scripture before in your life. Uh, but it, there's a, it actually kind of means to overcome. It means like to grab or to, to, to take hold of is what it means, kind of to control. And so sometimes this is, this is uh, translated, understand it, is, is the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it. That's, you've probably heard that before. Or maybe you, your Bible has like a little note or whatever, and you can click down or scroll down and, and see where, where it says understand it. But that's the thing is like, like the world that we live in doesn't understand how following Jesus is a good thing sometimes. And like all those things I just talked about, about, about being more generous and being more kind and more open and being more honest about, about our shortcomings, all those things, they sound, that sounds negative to a lot of people. That sounds like that's wrong. You know, that, that's, that's not going to lead you to a happy place in life. But they, they don't understand the, the, true, the true light. They don't understand it. And the question is today, do we, do you understand the light? I believe that, that following Jesus and the way that he lived is the best way to live. And I, I believe that if we all live that way, the world will be a much better place to live in, right? Um, but we don't. Um, but So we have to continually 
check ourselves against him and against that light and flip on the lights basically on ourselves and see because yes there is real darkness like we talked about earlier but there is also a true light there is a true light and let me, let's go back to this I mean we talked about sin see if it's just an action if sin is just an action then all Jesus is concerned all God is concerned about is the way we act right is that we need to act better you know so Jesus came to show us how to act better right but it's deeper than that right and so, but what, if it's, it just sends just an influence on us, then what Jesus came, you know, what God is concerned about is just the way we think. And, and you know, if we, he could tweak a few of the, our opinions and whatever, we would, we would be okay. And so Jesus came to, to teach us how to think about things a little better, right? But that, that's, that's not it. There, there, he did come to teach us some things. He did come to show us how to live better. But, but it's deeper than that, right? It's a state of being. And so what God is concerned about is about who we are, about who you are. Jesus came to bring us new life, right? To, to, to help us not just, not just try to be better people, but to be reborn, right? To, to, to have a new life, a different life. That is what, what Jesus came to do. And I know that sounds scarier. It might sound kind of weird, like, like you know, Jesus wants, he, he, you know, he wants to make a new version of me. And that sounds like, you know, I like who I am. And you know what? Jesus does too. He does. He likes who you are. But... But there are things about you, I guarantee you, that you don't like. You know, when you say that thing, you say something and, and you know, it drives you nuts because you said that thing that, that hurt someone's feelings. Or you say something and you realize you're a little prideful. Or, or, you, or you, uh, you, know, you, you think the, the thought that you can't quit thinking. And you want to change that. You want to change that, who you are right there. Um, but, but Jesus is, is open it was wanting to open to us a new way of life, a new way of life. Not just that, that, we, um, that we come and say a prayer and we feel better about ourselves, but that we begin to walk in the light every day. That, that, that side, it's not just a side of us, but it's, it's essentially who we are, that we are prone to choosing the wrong choice. That's, that's part of being human. But Jesus wants to show us a new way to be human and bring about a new birth um, in us. So, um, and, and if it does sound like, you know, I, I like who I am, and that's, that's the voice in, in your head when I say, like, you know, Jesus wants to, 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 bring, to make you new, to make you a new person. Uh, that, that, that's not what he wants. He doesn't want to change who you are. He, he loves who you are at your core. He wants to change what sin has done to you and who, who sin has made you. And if, as long as we're happy being, being the, in, in the sin that we're in, there's no way that he can do anything about about those things so John 3 uh, verse 19 says this says God's light came into the world but people love the darkness more than the light for that their actions were evil um we don't like having the lights turned on on us right because that means having to admit that we've messed up <laughs> it, ha- it means having to admit that we didn't do it we didn't do it right you know we don't like doing that and and here's the thing is if you want to grow in your walk with Christ, if you want to become a better person, you've got to be able to admit that you're wrong. Okay? I don't like doing it. Nobody likes doing it, but we've got to be better at it. And so let me ask a hard question. How often, are, how often will you admit that you're wrong? How often are you able to do that? Because, man, that is so key to being able to grow. You can't, you can't take the next step. If you, if you, keep, if, if you can't make a better choice if you want to admit that the last choice was wrong. You know, you've got to be able to say, I was wrong. I, I, I missed it. 
And I think part of our culture is just, is just you know, just put a smile on it and just keep going and, and just hope for the best. But that's not the way of, of, of Jesus, is we've got to, to come to grips with who we are and, and the, our sinful nature. Um, so, so let's be quicker to check ourselves, and let's be quicker to not just admit when we're wrong, but help other people feel okay to admit they're wrong, right? That, that we, don't, we don't point their face and those kind of things. We make a, we, we need, Jesus came to set up a kingdom, right, to, to, to make things better, right? And so let's, let's, let's leave the world a better place behind us, okay? And let's try to make, a, a, at least in, in our circles and where we're at, it okay for people to be wrong, right? It okay for people to mess up. And, and let's, let's make it okay for, for that to happen and admit when they're wrong because they can't grow. People cannot grow if they're not admitting that, uh, that, they're, that they can't admit they're wrong. So let's, let's, let's be people of grace that offer grace because we need it a lot of times, right? I know I do. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.